Welcome to another episode of So I Was Listening to This Podcast. Today on the show, we have, again, your friend and mine, Bobby Brunel. I'm back. He's back because we're quarantined. And we're our only people. We're not like quarantined by the government or anything. We're just staying inside. Right. Kate Brunel is down for a nap. So if you hear a baby crying in the background, you know that she woke up. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the second weirdest week of my entire life. The first definitely being the week Kate was born, and this is a very close second. So, Baba, we'll start with last Sunday. We've had March 8th on the calendar for a long time. We just had some family over to celebrate Kate Brunel's birthday, so we had a little one-year-old birthday celebration. So the whole week leading up to it, I was hanging a photo booth, I ordered a cake, I was cleaning the house, and at the same time, my grandfather is in the hospital for an extended stay as he had Louis bodies dementia, um, the flu, bronchitis, a lot of things. And so he was incubated in the NICU. So around 3 a.m. on March 8th, I get a call from my mom letting me know that my grandfather had um, was about to pass away and to make it up to the hospital. So I woke up, I headed to Kennestone, and um, I was there with him a few hours before he passed away. So that was very sad and unexpected. So we had to decide, do we move forward with Kate's birthday party? We did decide to move forward, and it was a lot of fun. It was a sad day, um, especially for my mom losing her dad, but it was really good to have family all together. And I think that's kind of the theme of this coronavirus. And it's just really this theme that I've been learning in life a lot, the joy and the sorrow. So the joy, we had so much fun celebrating Caper now. It was just close family. She had two of her baby friends come over and their families. And we just made the day all about her. And we loved her. And we celebrated her. And she played with her toys. And it was awesome. And we got to be there for my mom. So that was day one of Weird Week. The next day is Monday and my mom and my aunt and my grandma are starting to plan the funeral and it's Kate's birthday. And so that was sad. I had to run to the funeral home and then me and Bob's took little Kate Brunel to the zoo, which I'm assuming is the last time we're going to get to go for a long time. Bob, what was your favorite part of taking Kate to the zoo? I think seeing her, well, having her walk back and forth like with us in our little hands, like yeah. all she wanted to do was be out of that stroller and walking. Seeing her just stare at some of these like animals and uh, and like the monkeys and she was like walking and talking and ma 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 and doing all the stuff at them and then like the monkeys came up to it was just so fun to see her personality start to grow. Yeah, what's been your favorite part of being a parent this last year? I think, you know, watching Kate grow is amazing, but it's also helping me grow more as a human, helping me grow more as a person, and growing more into this dad role that mm -hmm. I am and it's giving me more patience and giving me more perspective on like what's important and I, I think that's sort of my favorite thing and I love her laugh mm -hmm. and the funniest part about it is I can't make her laugh the most you can't make her laugh the most the only person that can is not a person our, not a person it's our dog Reagan no matter yeah. what it's so sweet. I can't believe she's ours. It's been ours for a year. Like, I can't believe we're parents. I think our journey has, I don't want to say, made me more grateful than other parents, but I think we are more grateful than other parents. Like, everything she does, I'm like, I was never guaranteed this. This is a blessing from the Lord. Even when she's throwing the worst tantrum, and I'm just, like, cracking up. Honestly, it's probably terrible parenting. But I'm like, I was never guaranteed this. Yeah. And... A lot of things that most parents are worried about, me and you are not worried about because we've been through way 
scarier stuff. So we're like, uh, it's fine. Granted, we need to be more precautious with coronavirus now. So I would say definitely just this past year, everything's a blessing. This past week has been so weird because while we've been celebrating Kate's life, one year of life who has been such a blessing and such a, such a surprise, we were also celebrating death. Um, my grandfather, his name is Roy Scoggins. He lived 86 years. He left behind my mom, Brenda Perry, and my aunt, Aunt Diane. He had six grandchildren, two great-grandchildren, and he lived a great life. Like, he was one of the godliest men I've ever known, ever, truly. He was one of the most consistent men I've ever known, but he lived a really good life really well. And so while we're sad that, you know, my granddaddy passed away, we celebrated his life so well this week, but it was still weird. We were celebrating death and life at the same time, but isn't that the circle of life? People kept asking me, how are you doing? How's life? How are you, how are you guys doing? How's your family? And I was like, it's the circle of life. Celebrating Kate's life, celebrating granddaddy's life, just in two different ways. One with the birthday party, one with the funeral. So um, Monday we went to the zoo. We had the time of our life. We celebrated my sweet little chicken nuggie, Catherine Joy Brunel. And then Tuesday we had the viewing um and then Wednesday we had the funeral and Wednesday was actually um a year ago since we met Kate so a lot of people say gotcha day I don't love that term because it feels like I stole her or something so we call it family day moving forward that's the day we became a family um so on Kate's first family day we were um at my grandfather's funeral but honestly it was such a fun day so that was part one of our weird week. I will say, the day after the funeral, everyone came to our house. I feel like me and you are hosting things all the time now, which is such a blessing that we have a house that we could get to be able to do that. Um, but we were playing catchphrase with my family, just laughing our butts off, having the best lunch. Everyone was over, and it was just like, I hate to say that it was literally one of my favorite days of the year that I can think of so far. My cousin Matt's in town. I cannot wait, you guys. He's going to be on the podcast in the next few weeks when he comes back to Georgia. I can't wait for you guys to hear his story. Um, we just had the best time. We went to La Perea. I mean, by the end of that day, I was done because that's a full week. Sunday to Wednesday, funeral, birthday party, zoo, uh, just a lot. And then coronavirus comes to Georgia and we find out that someone passed away at Kennestone Hospital around the same time we were there. We don't have it, not that we know of, but it's just so crazy how close it is to us. There's a bunch of people quarantined at Dobbins, which is right by our house, and now our lives are being affected by it, which, listen, not that bad. It, we're fine, but it is kind of weird. So, Bob's, what are we missing this week? Where should we be right now, actually? We should be getting on a plane to Germany. To Munich, Germany. For what? For my 30th birthday. I'm sorry. Dang, coronavirus. We were supposed to go to Munich. We got this crazy deal. It was like 30,000 Sky Miles round trip airfare per person from Atlanta to Munich. And we were going to go for a few days. We were going to see Bobby's cousin. We are going to celebrate his birthday. Then we were trying to go to New Orleans. Redirect. After a few weeks ago, we realized we weren't going to be able to travel internationally. And now it looks like Corona might be affecting that as well. It's still kind of in limbo. But I'm sorry, dear. I'm so sorry. It's okay. How we do you can feel? Go, we I, can go whenever. I know. It's, I just want to be there on your birthday. I'm not the type of person that needs to be somewhere on my birthday. Like, it's not something that I'm like, oh, I need to be or, or my birthday's ruined. It's not me. I do because if I'm not somewhere, if I'm not doing something and I sit alone with my thoughts and I think about aging, it terrifies me. How do you feel about aging? 
I don't know. It's weird to think like sometimes in my industry, I'm around like younger people, like in their early twenties. And I, I feel like I'm their age. And then I realized that they just graduated college and I've been out for like almost eight years, nine years now. Yeah. And it just sort of hits me and I'm going to be that mentor figure soon to people or some people I, I am a mentor figure too. And I always feel like I'm learning. So it's, you know, it does hit me that I'm like, I'm getting old. I have a daughter. I mm-hmm. have a family. And, you know, other people are like single living in Atlanta. And, you know, I'm just like, wow, I'm getting old. I'm mature. Yeah. There was a girl um, on Annie F. Town's podcast. Shocking. And is that, she. Is that the podcast you were listening to? So I was listening to this podcast. Anyways. So she's like a voice artist thing in Nashville. And she was like, yeah, and I'm 30. I was like, oh my God, you're so young. But if you asked me five years ago and she said she was 30, I would have been like, oh, she's like mature. But I'm like, you're so young. And how have you accomplished all this stuff? But I'm like, oh, the years are catching up. This is weird. Like it is normal for us to have accomplished some things in our life by the age of 30. You have a really bad concept of time. Oh, really bad. Terrible. Like, you have no idea how old someone is. And you also think that you're younger than you actually are. Yeah. Like, for years, you would say, at 27, 29, 26, whatever, you'd be like, oh, they're older. They're in their 30s. I'm like, Bobby, they're three years older than you. Well, even now, I'm like, yeah, they're probably, like, they're a little bit old. I say, like, they're a little bit older than us. Uh And that might mean, like, they're 31. (laughs) Technically, they are older, and I'm saying they're just a little bit older than us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get serious, though. Um, in reality, the coronavirus, day after day, as we're watching this thing unfold, is tanking our country's economy um, and everything around us. Life as we know it is totally upside down, which is really weird because this has never, ever, 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 ever happened in history before. And one day, we'll get to tell our kids, like, hey, you were alive during coronavirus. And our grandkids will be like, what was it like during coronavirus? Um, but as a small business owner and you are for for the very first time ever, we are solely financially dependent on your income. How are you feeling about Tom and Phil's business and bookings and what does that look like? Well, so, you know, around like March 14th is when this started to get really serious. Mm -hmm. Um, I had about seven jobs booked for the rest of the year. And, you know, that's seven for the, month. for the month. Sorry, not the year. Yeah. That's seven gigs uh, in, you know, 15, no, 17 days. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. That's great because you have editing time, you have prep time, a lot of stuff like that. So that that's a good month, right? That half month right there. Five of them have canceled. I'm pretty positive one of them is going to cancel. The other one, I think we're going to push through with it. Um, it's small team, small environment. Yeah. Um, but it, this is so crazy because it's like this legit happened to us last March. So we did not have income for the entire month of March. And here we are in month in March again and everything's been canceled. I have seen God do this. I've seen miracles be made. We're fine. We're fine. Y'all, I'm going to tell you a secret. We refinanced our house last July and I kind of forgot about it. You know, life moves on. And we woke up about two or three weeks ago with um, a significant refund in one of our accounts. And we paid our mortgage until July. 
that's nuts. That's God's provision. God saw this months and months and months ahead of us and he provided us. I mean, yes, I could have, you know, put the two together and figured out how much it was going to be and figure it would show up around this time frame. But honestly, it was out of sight, out of mind. And then for the Lord to have provided that specifically, and now we've covered our mortgage until summertime, which is when they're saying this whole thing might clear up. But my God, Every piece of income. I mean, literally, Bobby's gigs are getting canceled left and right. We're so thankful that we have a one, like, steady source. We'll still have income. But this is really scary. I've watched so many, like, very creative people, photographers, singer-songwriters on the internet trying to figure out how to make money right now because everything is on hold. And I'm just so thankful that the Lord's been kind to us. And I just, I'm just worried about our friends financially. And then also, I was in the apartment industry until a month ago. I got a text from an old coworker today that was like, oh my God, Rachel got out at the right time. And my heart breaks for everyone still in the industry because people are figuring out how do we keep the office open? How do we keep our residents safe? How do we keep maintenance orders going? How What do we do when they can't pay rent because everything's been shut down? Like this is very, very crazy. But I truly believe that what what the devil meant for our harm, the Lord's using for our good. Like me and you, the next couple of days, you still edit for the majority of the day and we keep busy and I've got Kate and whatnot. But we get more quality time now than ever. And I think the Lord's just saying, hey, I need y'all to slow down. You've been going a million miles an hour for the last however many years. And I need you to slow down and I need you to focus on me and I need you to focus on your family. So I'm going to use what the devil meant for harm and for good and I'm going to turn it towards me and I'm going to use it for my glory. And um, man, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about just a slower pace of life and not feeling like I have to catch up, you know? Yeah. I think Jesus has been listening a lot to John Mark Comer. John Mark Comer! slowing down your life and getting away from the busyness. If I could recommend one book, and I I read this, what, January? I audio, I listened to it on the audiobook, and I read it. It's by John Mark Comer, one of my very favorite pastors out of Portland, Oregon, and it's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Oh, okay. This is, this is God's ruthless elimination of hurry. Um, he, he says this line in the book. He says, hurry is not from the devil. Hurry is the devil. And that has been so true of my life. And since I've quit my job and my life has slowed down significantly, I have found time isn't going that fast, right? Like it, it is, it is. But when you slow down, you get to enjoy your life more. When you're going a million miles an hour and you feel like the days are just passing you by, they are just passing you by until you get to like slow down and savor this and enjoy life. And I feel like these couple of days, I mean, yeah, it sucks that we're combined and we're in our own little homes without lots of things. And this is a very scary time. But my gosh, don't let this coronavirus go by and not savor it. And just keep yourself busy and, you know, Netflix binge it out. Like, make goals for yourself. I picked up cross-stitching. I went to Hobby Lobby and got a, like, DIY cross-stitching kit. Because I really want to learn how. Because I have this phrase that I want to cross-stitch for our bathroom. Anyway, so I picked up cross-stitching, and I'm trying to get through um, a, a couple of books that I want to read through. Me and Bi- Bobby, I mentioned this earlier, we're doing the Bible in a year, and so it puts you on a schedule, and you have to, you know, read it through the day, and it tells you exactly what to read. Like, we skip around to a bunch of different books in the Bible, so you're not just reading, you know, chapter by chapter. But, like, how sad would it be if we went through this coronavirus, and we didn't come out of it with a new skill, or refreshed heart, or refreshed mindset, or if we just went to our escapist behaviors, and Netflix this whole you know gift that we've been given 
Something we have in place is we have a video chat check-in with our dinner club every night so that we meant it's called mental health check-in so that we can see each other. We can see other people. We're not just texting all the time and we can mentally check on how all of us are doing, which is good. Yeah, we tried to play a game, but one of our members quickly shut it down because they did not want to wake their child. Mm, yeah, it's okay. Parent life. Parent life. One thing um, that I think is really cool is that Bobby gets to be a part of the um, Passion City production team as they film all the services online. That's pretty fun. What's that like, Bubs? It's weird um, because you go into church where there's usually thousands, thousands of people. Thousands of people filling up what used to be an old Home Depot. Yeah. And you, you go in there and it's empty. We move cameras around. We took out all the chairs. Yeah. And there's, you know, it's weird because you want it to be filled. But when you actually look at the numbers, because we went online, we had more than ever. There was over 10,000 people that That's tuned okay. in. But, you know, we're obviously there's more than 10 people that takes to make this. But we're taking all the precautions. We're washing our hands, wiping down equipment before we use it and after we use it. It's, it's different, you know. It's a way of still bringing Jesus to the people, even in these times of isolation and social distancing. It reminds me of those years when I would, like, drag you into church, and now you go to church when, like, no one else is going. What yeah. a shift. What a shift. Um, talking about you turning 30 tomorrow, 30 is a big deal. A big deal. So in the Bible, Jesus started his ministry at 30. And there's lots and lots and lots of markers in the Bible about around 30 being this very significant year. Around that's when a man's life really kind of takes off. And so what are you most excited for about turning 30 in this kind of like next chapter of your life? Like, yeah, we were kind of adults in our 20s, but like we're we're legit adults in our 30s. Well, I'm really excited about growing our family. because mm-hmm. I'm not pregnant. We're not yet, <laughs> but we just started with Kate, obviously, and, yeah. you know, we don't plan on having Kate be the only one. We want to fill her with brothers and sisters and foster kids, and, and we just want our house to be full, so I'm excited for that. I'm also excited that I now have a team member, aka you, mm-hmm. helping me out grow the business, so it's not just me doing this, yeah. and you can help in ways that I couldn't do things before. That's sweet. I'm excited about our 30s because I feel like the pressure's off from our 20s. In your 20s, everyone's like, when are you getting married? When are you having kids? What are you going to do after you graduate college? And there's just like lots of social expectation. I don't feel like there's the same social expectations for like your 30s. Maybe I'm just blind to it. Um, but it's kind of like, this is my life. I get to live it however I want. Like, I'm truly an adult. And this is how like I'm making my legacy, making my mark in the world. And I don't know. It's, it's exciting because it feels like... It feels like a 10 years of building. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to try to put out more podcasts as we walk through ClaudeVim19. Also, there was a meme the other day that said, every time I hear or read ClaudeVim19, I hear it too. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. And so every time we say ClaudeVim19, we sing COVID-19, whoa, COVID-19, da-na-na-na. We, and we make up words for the rest of the song. So I didn't sing, so I wouldn't hurt your ears. You sing all the time. You sing COVID-19 all the time. Yeah, but like not to people listening. I know. 
Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. This is really kind of scary times. Um, they're unprecedented as that word's been used like a hundred million times, but there's such research and knowing that regardless of how this all plans out, we are not in control and our Lord Jesus Christ is sovereign over all of this. God almighty, the Holy Trinity is sovereign over all of this. And he came before us way before we knew about the coronavirus. He knew about the coronavirus and he was making preparation preparations and laying out a way for us in and out of this. So the only thing we really can do is savor this moment and Enjoy the time we're given with our loved ones and not be fearful because he who created a good work in you did not ask that you would be full of fear. Um, listen, I know Bobby's looking at me like, oh, preaching to yourself, ma'am. I really am not worried about the coronavirus. I've been through some crazy crap this last year. Like if I get it, I get it. But at the end of the day, the Lord is sovereign. And that's all I can say. So to end this, um, what podcast have you been listening to recently? What podcast have I been listening to? What's the name of your show? Uh, that sounds fun by Annie F. Downs. Jenny Allen has a good podcast out. Um, I listened to a couple of Bob Goff's podcasts, Bridgetown Church, Passion City Church, Passion City, D.C. Um, I listened to a That Sounds Fun podcast with Sissy Goff and about parenting. Oh, and, my gosh. Uh, that was really good. So I recommend listening to that one if you are a, that was a good one. parent of a daughter yeah, or a parent in general. about raising um, girls in a anxiety generation. It was really good. And I will probably be picking up that book. Oh, so good. Anyways, um, I want to close this out in prayer because I just want to pray for you. If no one has prayed for you this week, I want to be the one to pray for you. Dear God, we are so thankful for every single person listening to this podcast on whatever side they're listening to, from a phone, speakers, wherever. We're thankful that their ears are hearing these words and hearing that your name be declared sovereign over everything crazy going on in this world. Lord, we are not fearful because we know who holds the future. It's you, Lord. We are not in control. We're not even going to try to be because obviously this thing is bigger than we are. We are thankful for our time with our loved ones. We ask that you would provide for everyone in need, whether it be clothing, food, homes, health care, so many things, Lord. But at the end of the day, when we get through COVID-19, the coronavirus, that everyone would know that Jesus is Lord and you are sovereign. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll catch you next time. Have a great day. 